This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast episode, cannot believe it, 296, we got a jam-packed episode uh, for you this week, let me see if Mickey Mike DeMayer, I heard him cough, is that the Smiz Oker cough, or was that Mickey Mike DeMayer sneezing? Bro, that's the Marlboro Man cough right there, brother, dude, two packs of Marlboros a day at $8.97, bro, I'm, I'm going broke over here, homie. Dude, why complain about fuel, man? You're already doing more in uh, Smiz Oaks than me in fuel a day. But in all seriousness, dude, we got a jam-packed episode. We want to thank, and Mike, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. We mentioned this last week. We do have to thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. They've been with us really since the beginning, and they pulled off the 20th anniversary, and I can't wait, Mike, to talk a little bit about it. I just want to remind everyone that their next event kind of under that umbrella. I know Sean Randall uh, works closely back with them as well. Uh, but Bayou Showdown, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving this coming November. Be there in Slidell, Louisiana. But Mike, dude, like I said, uh, jam-packed episode. Uh, really, this one, I-, I think my mind is kind of keeping a pulse on the scene we could easily call it some of the shows that we're going to talk about, but you know, I want people to know the scene is thriving. And one way that we know that is when you have a show, uh, when you have a weekend where there's multiple shows that same weekend, you and you see these shows that are like record attendance, record registrations, lots of good times and stories. You know things are good. That happened earlier this year. I know, like OBI. Um, Altered Metal, Forbidden Fantasy, like they were all on the same weekend, and and it was popping off. But you, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, dude, people are out there, they're building these trucks, and it doesn't matter how much uh, fuel costs, Mike, or smokes for that matter. Dude, people are out there getting after it, bro. Don't you think? Absolutely, brother. Now, do you think that um, that fuel costs are going to drive the many truckers to do like all electric motors? Bro, I already got an electric motor on order, so I'm just waiting um, because, bro, uh, dude, it's it's getting insane, man. It's getting insane. Actually, we sit here and talk about fuel costs, and that the, the fuel here in our area has actually has gone down. Uh, it definitely doesn't go down as fast as it goes up, but at the same time, it's one of those things that, uh, hey, it is what it is, and uh, uh, we're still going to do what we want to do as far as uh, getting to shows and going to shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there'd be something about a banana hammock comes around the the turn and you hear nothing, right? Because it's an electric engine. It's just like quiet. And then you just start dragging it with that actuator you got on there. You just hit the switch and you make, you know, the backdrop, right? Because we got to keep it PC. You kind of hit the switch and I can make the backdrop. And then you just Actually, drag it. He says make the ass drop. Oh, is that what he says? See, you know, yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah, a kind yeah. of a family podcast. So, you know, you get. Oh, you know, oh my bad. My bad. My bad. Well, hey, when we got the likes of Dizzy and and uh, Glenn Brown listening, uh, you know, hey, we got to we got to keep up with those guys, those real professionals over there at the Custom <laughs> Scene Podcast. No doubt, brother. So this episode, we plan on, you know, Mike and I are going to talk about scraping. We're going to talk about East Tennessee Showdown. 
If all works out, we'll have DJ Mays on. He was at Scraping. Talk about his perspective. You know, we're also doing kind of a mid-year check-in. Mays has went to a lot of shows, as as the listeners know. Not only does he have his uh, free set that he does multiple times a week on Twitch under DJ Mays Radio, but he has also become kind of the DJ to the scene, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he MCs and DJs a lot of events throughout the country, so we want to kind of touch base with him. But Mike, we're also going to touch base with LMC from Lowest Common Denominator, from Lowest Common Denominator podcast, and we're not going to just be talking about Dirty Dancing. You know, we are going to be also talking about East Tennessee Showdown. Oh, absolutely, brother! You cannot not talk about East Tennessee Showdown. It's uh, probably by far one of the best one day. Uh, mini truck shows in the in the United States, brother. Uh, so you cannot not talk about East Tennessee Showdown, which hopefully one day we will be able to make it there. Um, I know you've went, you know, once before, and I have not made it there yet. So uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to get there. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, this episode overview is brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. We've mentioned this multiple times, but G-R-A-P-H-I-X, Mafia.com. They're also on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, Twitch. Uh, You can hit them up. If you need stickers, they do custom orders. They'll take care of you. They'll deliver at a show if need be. And uh, they have made uh, stickers for even people, SEMA vehicles like Chad Luke. They're really good people, so hit up graphics with an X, Mafia.com, and on social media. So... One thing that I wanted to mention that I really appreciate, you know, a lot of good feedback is the last episode, episode 295, we had Alan Paradise on. Alan had been on our list for a while, and it was great to sit down with Alan. I recall not talking to Alan, but seeing him, I believe, at one of the Mini Truck Hall of Fames, and I forget if it was 2015, 2016, or whatnot. And, you know, Alan has, like, this awesome kind of story right on how he's shot if you go back and listen like an amazing amount of covers and features for that matter but you know he he was also there at the infancy of mini truck and i would encourage if you're a new listener go back and you know listen to all the episodes but if nothing else start with episode 295 uh truly was an honor to sit down with alan and at the end he even mentions a movie that he wrote that might blow your mind came out about nine years ago and it does tie into the hot rod uh, culture and um, you know it's one that you can go out. I think it's on Amazon, as he mentioned, uh, and check it out. But Mike, you know what? It was pretty cool to hear who created the mini truck and logo in that infancy that started like on issue two. And uh, Alan was a great guy, and it was awesome to sit down with him, man. Um, bro, these the, they're almost like the, all these throwback stories, and you keep coming up with these guests that keep coming up, you know, that can tell these throwback stories. Um, from back in the day and uh, so hats off to you for being able to keep coming up with these guys um, that you know that, that have these great stories of, of you know the the, the late 80s or, uh, the late late 80s early 90s uh, early 2000s and just keep us in, entertained uh, with all these good stories so hats off to you ODB for uh, for coming up with these guys for sure you're far too kind Mike but you know it definitely was an honor and Alan has also said that he would love to come back on. We, you know, we had a jam-packed episode. We'd love to talk. Even uh, he mentioned about Sport Compact. 
uh, car and that whole scene, that subgenre, uh, you know, he's got his thoughts and kind of the rise and fall of it. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say necessarily that it's gone. I think there's been other segments that have kind of filled in. You know, I don't know much about the JDM stuff, but I know it's huge. But, you know, Allen also was at the infancy of uh, Sport Compact Car. And he's got, you know, even more to talk about there, and he's forthcoming or, or, or willing to do it. So, you know, we'll see about, you know, trying to make that happen maybe in the next, like, month or two and talk to him some more and get some more perspective, no doubt. The last episode recap is brought to you by the Fine Family at Lone Star Throwdown. I did talk to Radar this week, and Radar reminded me, he said, yo, ODBZ, Lone Star Throwdown is going to open up for pre-registration. He goes, you got that right. He goes, I hear you talking about it in August. So on or right at August 1st, hopefully we'll be the first to break the news that the website is live. And if you get out there, uh, Mike and I have mentioned, please, mini truckers, let's rejoice and make it to Conroe the last weekend in February next year. They want more mini trucks. And the best way to start making that happen is get in at the beginning, pre-register, and Mike, rain, rain, hail, sleet, snow, I think how Biggie said it, uh, we're going to be there in Conroe last weekend in February. Well, you already know, OLP will not miss uh, LST, uh, one of our favorite shows of the year, one of the biggest, baddest shows uh, in the United States. You don't want to miss it, and uh, who better? You know, the, uh, Radar, Lonnie, and their crew, uh, put on one hell of a show, and uh, you guys definitely need to be there. And like you said, mini trucks, guys, we need to bring out those mini trucks, guys. Um, there are um, quite a few there, but there's definitely never enough mini trucks. LoneStarThrowdown.com for more, and of course, on social media, give them a follow. Uh, the general updates, dude, I know you've been hustling. I've been super busy just trying to kind of juggle the normal summertime stuff, a little bit of family, um, you know, things going on. The wife was out of town. She was hanging out with one of her friends uh, doing the damn thing. So it's been, you know, that that typical stay busy. That's what I like to do. But the general updates, Mike, I think for me, I'm super excited today that we're recording this is July 6th. And Kevin Smith from uh, the Clerks movie uh, you guys know Kevin Smith. I'm sure you've seen his movies before. They did drop the new Clerks 3 trailer. And if you guys don't know, if you look back at the cult classic in the early 90s, that is where Mini Truckin slash Mini Trucker magazine was mentioned. Uh, and it's ironic because I recently went through a flip through of an old Mini Truckin magazine and they had quoted uh, Clerks, right? That movie, you know, do you have a, a hubcap for, I don't know, 72 Pinto or something like that? And I was like, ooh, Mini Trucker Magazine. So, um, super excited about the uh, part three. Part two was good. I think part two maybe wasn't my favorite, right? I like part one first, but part three I think is going to be off the hook. The trailer's great. And Kevin Smith has been on social media promoting that. So, I'm excited to see it. But, Mike, I know you've been hustling, dude. How do you balance uh, with your side businesses and you go into all these shows and slinging mail and gall- – I mean, let's be honest, really kind of gallivanting around – I used to say the southeast, dude, but I truly think that you have busted through that boundary as the true gallivanting man. You know, there was the Marlboro man, and then there's the gallivanting man, Mike. And, Mike, you you definitely uh, juggle all of that, man. I don't know how you do it. 
Well, it's because basically it boils down to the wife, Mrs. Mayor. Without her, it would not be possible. And uh, so I, I have to thank her for allowing me to be able to do all this. And you, she's usually always right there with me and, uh, and going to all these shows with me. So, Dude. hey, it, it, I'm very blessed, very lucky, very blessed. And uh, definitely appreciate everything that she uh, she puts up with. And I think she enjoys it, though, too. So we have a time, that's for damn sure. And uh, we got lots of friends. Uh, when we go to these shows, we get, we get to go see lots of our friends. And uh, we've made some uh, we've made some pretty good, uh, pretty good friends. So it's it's always a good time uh, heading heading to these shows. Yeah. Now, the next show that you guys are going to be gallivanting off to is any idea? Uh, yeah, it's actually this weekend. And after all that, I say that with uh, about Shannon, and she won't be going with me this weekend. Actually, uh, our good friend Scotty the Body. Uh, I'll be driving up uh, tomorrow night, uh, picking up Scotty the Body, and and, and Scotty the Body is going to be riding up with me to uh, Southern Tradition. Walker Frank and and, uh, and Heather uh, putting on uh, Southern Tradition this weekend, and definitely look forward to uh, hitting that one up. Yeah, and you know what? And there's a lot of good people that come together and help them. Dude, I tell you, um, Mike, I hate to say, and I've said this kind of a few times this year, that I'm not going to be able to make it. I actually i am having to reset and kind of go back and redo some of the stuff we've done with the electrical. And I'll explain more of that in an upcoming YouTube uh, video. Um, I still have a couple parts I need to edit and publish out there. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be the end of the world. We, we do have a plan now to kind of get back on track, but... With that being said, I am not going to go up. My car is not ready either, so I'm going to reset, and I do really want to go. Like I wish Waka and everyone that goes to the event this weekend. I tell you, I, when I went, man, I love the venue. I love you know that little drive from you know the hotels. You got Chick-fil-A on the way. It, it, it's fantastic, Mike, and I hope that you guys have fun. And that's kind of good, you know, wink, wink, that Shannon's not going because, you know, like, you know, I've seen you kind of get crazy, and you can maybe kind of – you know, have a good time because you guys are going to drive down to Atlanta, right? Saturday night, I'm sure again, you know. Oh, dude, downtown Atlanta is uh, where you'll find me and Scotty the Body uh, hitting up the, the, the bottle clubs. Um, there's the dog track and uh, we'll finish it off at um, at the strip club, um, you know, later on uh, that night. Now, I've seen Scott. I mean, we will have to edit this part out. I know, you know, he just recently got married and stuff, but. You know, we've seen him kind of break dancing and stuff at some of these clubs. And, man, dude, the ladies, you know, kind of flock over. So, you know, we'll make sure that, you know, we take, you know, because Lone Star, you know, we hit that place and stuff. And we'll, you know, we'll take that out, you know. Yeah, no, definitely make sure you edit this because I know his wife listens. Okay. And uh, yeah. and she is, a, she is a lawyer. So remember <sighs> remember that when, yeah, we don't want to. We Did, don't want him to lose lose everything. Didn't he tell us something about what's that pre word you're supposed to do? He said something about he some about the Mazda and the V the yeah. V I know the V six is the V the V four is is in the prenup, right? Well, he said I think that prenup um bitch ain't getting shit. So <laughs> I, I think that's what he said. And oh boy, um, we better stop, man. If if I remember correctly. So yeah, I uh, we probably should go ahead and make sure you edit that out. And, uh, you know, Scotty, the body definitely did not hit up. No, no clubs, no, yeah. no nightclubs, no strip clubs. None of that stuff. He was, he was a good boy. It was Ryan. It was Ryan that, uh, 
that did all the did all the bad stuff. Yeah, in fact, we were at Lone Star Throwdown. We had to peel out of town on Sunday morning, and uh, he was like, he was all dressed up. We're like, well, where are you going? Like, aren't you going to be in the back of the van? And he said, you know, he had to go to church or something. So I know, like, everything was good and nothing bad happened. You know. Just oh, so it was church that he went to, not, uh, not you know, none of those bad places. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, like, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, he played that. Makes, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. So the general updates brought to you by our family at Get Decked, Joey Dilworth, the man, the myth, the awesome guy out there. Uh, please go out there if you want to put a photo or your artwork on a skate deck. Uh, hit up Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, he will take care of you. His uh, his operation has kind of exploded, and he's making skate decks for people all over the country in terms of car shows and enthusiasts. So go ahead and um, hit up Joey, the good dude. So next, for those that have been waiting, I know we missed out last week. We got trivia with Mike. And Mike, I got one question for you. Are, Are you ready? ready? Now it's time to get serious. Bro, I'm always ready. And now I just want you to know that the trivia with Mike is now sponsored by the Custom Scene Podcast. No I forgot way. to tell you about this, but because they are such a big fan of trivia with Mike and how I, um, you know, Delay, 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 de- delay. So it's going to be a little different this week, buddy. So let's go ahead and get right to that question. And uh, thank you to the Custom custom Scene Podcast uh, for sponsoring Trivia with Mike. Well, Mike, this movie came out July 5th. We just passed the anniversary this week, 1989. And it featured, Day. It featured a spasmatic dancing actor who was just really wanting to have a good time at his place over the weekend. He kind of just wanted to have some friends over, and he wanted to have a party. Uh, Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy were featured in the movie, and this, the main actor in the movie, I guess you could kind of say, is the only guy that I know that could party harder than Hank Norris over at Hammered Weekend Wear. Hank, I've seen Hank go hard in the paint, and I think that he may surpass the guy that does the spasmatic dance in the movie. But, you know, you can't just take my word for it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, absolutely. And I'm just curious, is this a Ceno Man? Not in Ceno Man. No, gosh darn it. See, hey, I, I got to start giving out quick answers. The Custom Scene Podcast, they hate when I hoo-ha him around. So, hey, quick answer, Encino Man. That was my answer, bro. Yeah, Encino Man was close. We we actually, um, if I remember correctly, that was 1992, and we did. I forgot to post about uh, that 30th anniversary on May 22nd, but that that's a classic. This one was, Mike, dude, you're going to lose a tick mark this week, but it was Weekend at Bernie's, oh, dude. shit. And you know oh, that we can have Bernie's dog. You, you know Hank has went harder than than Bernie because Bernie, he was burnt out, wasn't he? I mean, he was something. Something happened to him <laughs> in that movie. Like he just wanted to have his friends over. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what happened, but Bruh. Hank, we've seen Hank like jump out of a car and like one of those sideshows. Uh, Ruben posted the video and like they're doing the donuts in the streets, and then Hank goes diving out. We've seen it. You know, but we would not condone that kind of behavior. Let's just be honest, man. 
Bro, we got to do this at a damn mini truck show where we just go to like the main intersection and just take over the damn intersection with mini trucks doing donuts. And and we got to do that, bro. At Maybe we can schedule that for this weekend at Southern Tradition. We'll go out to the main intersection, shut it down, and just start doing donuts in our mini trucks. What do you think? Think Hank Norris will be down for that? Dude, Hank would sponsor it. I think that he could maybe get Dizzy on board. I don't know. I mean, Adam's pretty kind of a, you know, Adam Tripp, you know, from the Spark Show, Dizzy as well, and, of course, Hammered Weekend Wear. I think, you know, Adam's a little bit too clean cut, you know, for that kind of madness. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just my well, dude, that's my observation. He's got a truck called Cinderella. So, I mean, he definitely ain't going to be out there doing doing donuts and, and burnouts uh, with Cinderella. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, do you think since the axe throwing contest for the Spark Show has kind of been out, let's be honest, I think there were some safety and insurance regulations came in. Maybe they could do like a sanctioned like sideshow, you know, in you know, in in the vicinity. You know what I mean? And then you'd have to kind of get a cage and 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 a fence around it. You know, we'd want to you know we want to keep people safe, but I mean that's maybe on the board if we could talk them into it. Bro, we got to do an intersection though, man. It's so much cooler, and we can make sure everybody's got their phones on. Put it on Twitter and Instagram and and fucking tweet it out there, dog. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. All the all the kids are doing it, bro. We could make we could make Southern tradition this weekend just pop off on social media if we could if if Frank and Heather will let us do it. I say let's do it, dude. Well, I mean, let's before we put it out there, let's maybe like you know try to you know get a hold of them or something and, and ask them, you know. Because we don't want people getting in trouble, you know, in that town, you know. We don't want to condone, but like, we just, if it was sanctioned at the show, we would only condone it that way. Well, hey, well, let's just do this. Let's get some sponsors together, and then we can uh, we can uh, put up the bail money for whoever gets arrested. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no How about doubt. that? Trivia with Mike brought to you by our fine family at AccuWare. We've told you time and time again, AccuWare is back. we got to get Ryan on here soon talk about some of the updates, but if you go to AccuWare.com, you'll see their new website built from the ground up, AccuWare Life section. You can even go to get featured and submit uh, your name, email, Instagram handle, so on and so forth. Oh, by the way, they also have new merchandise available, including those badass air fresheners, stickers, and shirts. Don't forget, AccuWare, of course, plug and play. Awesome ease of use error management systems and so much more AccuWare.com. So Mike, listen, man, I know you're, uh, you're super busy before I let you go. We got to talk about a couple things, right? So number one, hammered weekend wear, speaking of them, they got two new drops out there. Typically they're going to run about a week. We would ask if you, if you get an opportunity and you want to support fine folks or just check them out, H A M M E R D weekendwear.com. Uh, that'll take you to their uh, main website, and you'll see right there they've got code red, so Matt Middleton, tip of the cap. And then you also have Dig the Lowness. I love this this shirt, Mike. When I look at the Dig the Lowness, it makes me think like when I got the five stars on Grand Theft Auto, and the guy's like driving. Um, I wouldn't do this in real life, but I'm saying the video game, like he's intoxicated, and you kind of had that blur to it, and it just looks so awesome, man. That's the tattoo that I think Hank needs on his bag. Dig the lowness, but dude, two awesome shirts from a great company. Oh, bro, absolutely, and our, that's our that's our boy Ed Garcia. Um, and after you know from Aftermath, uh, 
with with you know with the hammered weekend wear shirt so hats off to matt hats off to egg uh for for making it onto the hammered um uh the, the wall of fame and uh congratulations and uh, can't wait to rock both of them uh once again graphic disorder knocked it out of the park with both designs eric over there and crew i mean i mean the best in the business brother yeah no doubt and speaking of that you know from a scene update perspective Many of you are probably scratching your head going, now wait a minute, this was supposed to be your off week. Yeah, it was supposed to. Last week we knew that it was going to be a jam-packed episode with Alan. I kind of kept that intro short. I think our shortest intro, my shortest intro ever. But this week we we, you know, we don't want to get too far out from Scraping the Coast in East Tennessee Showdown. So I'm going to call um, L- LMC here in a few minutes. We'll talk to him about East Tennessee Showdown. But Mike... Uh, before we do that, dude, let's talk about scraping the coast, man. You and Shannon went out there. You kind of left a little early. What was the vibe for the 20th anniversary with Lauren and team out there hustling and that hot south southern weather and just killing it out there? Bro, Lauren, um, uh, you know, we, we kept telling her all weekend long, uh, you know, you, you made your daddy proud. Um, they absolutely – Killed it, knocked it out of the park um, without a hitch. They even had a concert Friday night, which, you know, none of the vendors could set up. Nobody could go set up out, you know, their vehicles out in the show field. So that, you know, that led to some some uh, some issues for Friday. Uh, but they all came together. Uh, Lauren and staff all came together and uh and made it all happen um so usually we set up on friday and and uh on the you know in the indoors and uh start slinging some merch well we weren't able to do that this year um you know because of the alan jackson concert we got set up on friday but we couldn't you know they weren't letting anybody else in or and all that crap so we didn't get to sell anything on on friday none of the other vendors on the outside didn't get to set up came in first thing saturday morning set up and bro, we were right back to the typical uh, one of the busiest uh, uh, shows um, out there as far as spectator wise. And, you know, the typical 2000 vehicles, like always, indoors, completely packed with some badass rides from all over the place, uh, which, you know, scraping the coast never lets us down as far as quality rides um, on the indoor um, uh, venue there, soaking up all that AC. So basically we got to leave uh, Friday and go, go out to dinner. And we always, you know, Chad Luke and, and Joey um, and Tom on their way back from battle Alabama stopped there and went and ate at the shed, which is a barbecue place. It's right there. It's local to, uh, to uh, Biloxi. And so we ended up going there, Michelle Boone, DJ Mays, Dustin Boone, um, Dom, uh, uh, Bill, my brother from aftermath, uh, who, who else was over there with us? Uh, Sean Rose. And we all went over there to the shed, had some awesome barbecue. Then we went back and um, we actually went and stopped and seen our boy Greg when paid our respects and uh, and seen him there, um, you know, graveside. And uh, we hadn't done that yet, you know, since, you know, his passing. So uh, we did that. And uh, then we totally forgot about this damn concert. So Friday, we were pretty much done because the damn traffic all around there was horrible. So we basically just went back to the hotel, chilled at the hotel, ordered up some pizza and went out to the pool and hung out at the pool. And uh, until I think probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you know, maybe 11, 1130, something, something like that. And uh, and just hung out there at the pool 
and uh, then got up nice and early on Saturday morning and uh, and started slinging some damn OLP merch. And our boy DJ Mays was out there at the main stage, uh, you know, playing his uh, playing the music, entertaining the crowd. And, bro, we were just it was busy. Another typical busy um, scraping the coast. And of course, you know, we we got to see uh, Shane Andrews with his badass truck. If you haven't seen that yet, he will be at Southern Tradition this weekend. Make sure you guys, the tribute truck, make sure you guys check this damn truck out. Absolutely beautiful. Walker Frank kept teasing him all weekend long about how it was the, ba- the best rap he's ever seen on a truck. Guys, promise you it's not a wrap. It's all airbrushed. It is just bad ass interior looks like a damn fighter jet just the shit that they did to this truck is just unbelievable um the amount of detail that is in in that truck and of course the Culpeppers, uh brandy and david Culpepper uh, were there inside and uh with their crew cab uh chevy uh their their s10 and uh so hey brandy there's your shout out girl uh, I called her the wife before, and so now there said your name on the podcast. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that hearing your name, not just the wife. But so basically, we had a great time, man. It was really good time. Definitely want to thank all the people that continuously, um, year after year after year, that always come out and support uh, us there at um, Scraping the Coast. We got our spot right inside. As soon as you come walking through the spectators, and you definitely can't miss it. Um, you know, we had, um, uh, straight across from us set up, you know, was uh, Vier, So it was good seeing Ryan. So definitely look forward to having Ryan on the podcast here in the near future. Um, he wants to come back on. They got some awesome, uh, new compressors that guys, you can't even hear these things when they're, when they turn on now. Uh, so m- make sure you keep your eyes out and, uh, uh, for those, uh, but he'll definitely be coming on here soon. Um, so it was good to see those guys. Uh, Sean Rose, of course, was set up right there next to us. And uh, Saturday, bro, we were busy. And uh, we slang merchandise all damn day, bro. And uh, then that night, we, we got done. And and uh, we went, uh, hung out with, you know, all of our peeps again, same group. And uh, went went out for dinner. Uh, once we got done with dinner, um, uh, we went, uh, came back to the hotel. And, of course, that night at the damn hotel, our damn smoke smoke alarm in our hotel room decided at about two o'clock every thirty minutes to go off. Yeah, because you're smoking and, in your sleep. I've seen, dude. We've stayed in the same room before, dude. You wake up, and you know there's some people that snore in their sleep and or sleepwalk. You will go through like a pack, dude, in your sleep. I've never seen it, dude. I thought it was Hank for a minute, but I looked over and rubbed the, you know, the crust out of my eyes, and then it was you, man. Bro, when you're addicted to those marbles like I am, you know you get you gotta you gotta continuously smoke them even in your sleep, bro. <laughs> Crazy. I can't, there ain't no denying it. And the first thing when Shannon called down to the front desk, the lady asked her, "Are you smoking?" "No, we are sleeping." Dude, are I... you vaping? "No, we are not vaping. We are sleeping." See, you're a you're there's a sleepwalkers. You're a smoke walker. I think is how you pronounce it. A sleep smoker? Smoke walker. Yeah, sleep smoker. Something like that. Sleep smoker. Yeah, so unfortunately, it didn't phase Sean Rose because we, we shared a room with Sean. Did not phase Sean Rose and his little boy, uh, Ethan. 
they slept right through it. I don't know how the hell they did that because we did, we got up at eight o'clock and actually got up, you know, got ready to or seven o'clock left at eight to go back to the, um, to the show and, uh, talked about Shane Andrews. Shane Andrews ended up winning our, um, OLP skate deck that of course, Joey over get decked made for us. And, uh, and he was our pick for the OLP pick there at scraping the coast. So bro, it's just, it was a good time. Um, always a good time at scraping the coast. Um, once again, you know, the, the amount of spectators, unbelievable, um, and it was just good to see everybody, man. So uh, we had a great time and definitely look forward to uh, going back again uh, next year. Well, going back to what I said at the beginning, you know, tying into what Mike mentioned about scraping the coast, that's how you know the scene is alive and thriving, you know, and that's the little bit of a – the pulse that we keep in the scene is, you know, you have these two events. Unfortunately, they're the same weekends, and we love both shows – uh, we've been going to scrape in a long time. We know Justin and team do a great job with East Tennessee Showdown. We'll be talking to LMC hopefully here in a bit. But Mike, that's the cool thing. You know, you got two different aspects. But then, you know, I know there there's times like I've told people, hey, it's okay if you can't make it to a show. Uh, I think I had ch- uh, chatted with someone about Chad Luke. I-, I had saw a post from him, and I was like, man, wait, did he go? And they were like, no, he was working. He couldn't make it out. You know, so again, even with with the many events that are going on, there's always life stuff that comes in and play, uh, you know, with Father's Day and with, you know, vacations and stuff like that. You know, obviously, we just had Independence Day and whatnot. But I tell people, go out and hit these events if you can. You know, don't overdo it. But uh, certainly, man, Mike, one of my favorite things about scraping, and, and I hate that I missed it this year, is that you got the air conditioning. And we all know the South, it's not um, it's not chilly, of course. Uh, I know Art of Noise, I think, just had their event, and I talked to some people that were there, and they said, man, it was just so hot. And that's the cool thing about Scraping the Coast, that you can go there and you can enjoy the stuff outside. There's plenty to do, but when you got to cool off, go hang out, hang out at the OLP booth or just gallivant around on the indoor. Ain't that right, Mike? Bro, can't go wrong soaking up all that Freon poisoning, brother. Dude, I love it, bro. Save some for me, Mike. Uh, I'll tell. I'll encourage people, scrapingthecoast.com. They've already announced, uh, if I remember correctly, the events, uh, the dates for next year. So it's the same weekend. Okay. I know American Force is uh, a huge vendor of theirs, and they have so many different people uh, that are on board for this awesome event. But I know 21 is going to be bigger, and uh, I'm hoping to have my car there. That's my goal. And I would encourage people, hey, if you want to do something different, plan, come on out. Uh, It's a show that OLP will not miss. And, Mike, I appreciate you and Shannon kind of holding it down. But also, tip of the cap, as you mentioned, to Lauren Miller. You know, she's been through a lot this past, you know, year. Many of Greg's friends have. And uh, it was the first event without Greg with us. And, um, you know, I would just encourage people to say, hey, man, there's a lot of good people out in the scene. There's a lot of shows. You know, we talk about some of them. But, you know, get out there. Enjoy the shows. Uh, people like Greg would would appreciate uh, just people enjoying and supporting the scene in general. Oh, absolutely, brother! And and uh, you know, twenty one years next year. Look forward to it. Can't wait. And uh, hey, next up, Bayou Showdown. Yeah, definitely. Uh, cannot wait again. Scraping the coast, Instagram. Uh, Lauren and team has done a great job. Also posting, kind of getting back on the social stuff. So we'll continue to see show coverage from there again. Andrew, uh, man, he killed it with the truck. Uh, our, our 
again, Shane killed it with the truck. I mean, I was so proud of him to see what he's doing. There's a lot of other good people out there, the low riders, the lifted trucks, the minis. Everybody was representing strong. Uh, Mike, I'm going to call LMC here in a minute, and then I'm going to wrap this episode up. Again, this is typically a best of week, at least for this summer, bi-weekly. Um, I would let everyone know that next week, I wanted to run it this week, but it's just not going to work out. Uh, the Rad BMX builds. Uh, so I'm gonna have we're going to have Sean on next week. I've done his audio already. We're going to have it ready, and I think you guys are going to appreciate Sean, almost a, a three-decade veteran to the U.S. military, and he's doing some really rad stuff which ties into his brand, so we'll talk about that. But, Mike, before uh, we uh, before you drop, I know you're out there hustling. You got anything else you want to mention? Well, I just want to mention uh, January 13th through the 15th, Eastbound Get Down, Destination Daytona Complex. Guys, pre-registration will open up August 31st. Right now, vendors, application is open and always looking for sponsors. So hit us up, eastboundgetdownshow.com. Or reach out to me if you got any questions, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody. Appreciate your time. Sorry you didn't get a tick mark, Mike. I think you're down to like 1.25 tick marks. I want to get you back on track, so I'm gonna have to kind of come up with another good question next week, and we're gonna have to see if you can, you know, get back on track, brother. Hey, I just hope I am fat enough for our boy Glenn and Dizzy, and really didn't even care if I got it right. I just wanted to make sure to answer it fast enough. So I didn't. So I didn't piss them off any more than they already are. Yeah, maybe I can one day become like a game show host, like Howie Mandel. You know, we'll have to see, dude. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna hold you to oh, it. Oh, I think. Week. Can, yeah, I, I definitely think you can do it. <laughs> Mike, stay on the rise. Tell Shannon we appreciate her for help holding the down at scraping, and we'll catch up. Maybe not next week. We'll have to see. Uh, maybe the week after. But you know, rest assured, we're gonna keep the pedal stomped. Sounds good, brother. Look forward to seeing everybody at the tradition this weekend. Have fun, Mike, and send me some photos, dog. Sounds good, brother. Y'all take care. Live low, Airhead Nation. Mike's out of here. Yo, so Mike dropped and apologized a little bit of, I know, background music there, um, a little bit of background sound, and it was just that Mike and I weren't able to link up on our normal day. Mike's out there hustling, doing his side stuff, and it, it just that's what we got to do sometime to keep the show going. But I've been told, hey, don't break the streak. Keep the content coming. And that's what we're going to try to do. Uh, from a scene update perspective, again, we mentioned the new Hamburg Weekend Wear drops. We talked about scraping. I'm going to call LMC now, hopefully get him on the phone, and let's chat with the big homie. Yo, as I mentioned, I, I finally, I think I got LMC on the phone. I know you've had a busy week, dude. Um, how you been, my, our brother? My friend, I've been absolutely awesome, and it's always wonderful to hear from you. Luckily, you remembered how to get a hold of us down here in the hills and hollers of eastern Kentucky. <laughs> Dude, I, I have this flip phone, and I've been trying to figure out like the, <laughs> the T9 texting. And you were like, text me, and I was like, A-C-A-B-B-C. I, I, I was trying to – someone thought I was trying to spell eastbound get down. E, was it E-B-G-D? I can't, still can't get that right, but – uh, how you been, man? Oh, man, that's you, great. You've been visiting any of the Long John Silvers up there, man? I love the last episode. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, man, very much. You know, it's funny. The picture that you sent me of the Long Johns earlier with a really nice family put together and stuff. <laughs> Here in the mountains, we don't have a lot of restaurant opportunities. Yeah. So, you know, I actually identify with that. I remember, you know, a fast food restaurants in eastern Kentucky, that's where you go. Like after church and stuff like that on Sundays, I've been to a Long John Silver's with my grandmother back in the day wearing a tie. So I've literally wore a tie to a Long John Silver's. Now, if that doesn't scream every stereotype that people think about me, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's crazy, man. I mean, it's good stuff, though, dude. I mean, we and and down here in the hooting hollering of uh, Landalakians, <laughs> we had uh, Captain D's, man. And you know, no bad jokes oh, over yeah. that because I mean, you know, you could spin that one a couple ways. But do you know when my dad would uh, go through the drive-through when we were kids, and he said, "Hey, I'm bringing some Captain D's home." We were running around. It looked like a little parade. Um, they sometimes call them. Um, you know, just uh, jamborees, man, in the yard. You know what I mean? I love it, man. That's great. Those kind of memories are absolutely irreplaceable. So you've had a busy week, last couple of weeks yourself, man. It, it, you know, you're telling me you're doing this whole week on, week off thing, but I think you're killing it way more than normal. I think you're doing the every week thing and, and bringing them out on time as usual. <laughs> well, I appreciate the good word. This week, you know, we didn't want to get too far out from scraping the coast, so we talked to, to sure. Mike and DJ Mays a little bit about that. But then East Tennessee Showdown, dude, if you think about what a great show that was. You know, you guys recently had Justin on. That, you know, I love hearing him talk, and and he's right. got a great mindset of East Tennessee Showdown. Uh, and, of course, he's got other people helping. But I just wanted to get the firsthand account. You guys were boots on the ground. What was the vibe like? How much fun did you have without us this year? You know, it's truly amazing. Well, we, of course, you guys were missed. I mean, we're not going to lie. You guys were definitely missed. Uh, myself and Shay, as well as, uh, you know, Glenn Brown and Dizzy, we kind of tried to hold it down for the whole podcast scene as much as we possibly could, um, which was, was some very interesting things. There's a lot of pictures of those guys hanging out of the booth. Looking a little shady, not going to lie. But you guys were missed. And, and as far as the vibe goes, man, it was awesome. You know, uh, we were there early. Well, I'll, let me let me rephrase. I was there very early that morning. Uh, Shay finally rolled up about 1230 in, in true Shay fashion. Uh, but we had the booth set up and everything, getting a chance to talk to some people on the ground. And, of course, you know as well as I that when you were vending, you know, you get a lot of chance to talk to people. But when they come to you, you don't get the opportunities really to walk around too much. And that kind of – that sucked. But luckily, our location, we're directly across what Justin calls the field of dreams. And the field of the dreams is the creme de la creme vehicles that come in. These are your top tier. You know, these are pretty much your grade eight Riddler Award type minis. And seen some amazing stuff. You know, uh, John Yoakum owns Courtney Hallowell's old truck yes. and has completely went through, redid the interior to a, just an nth degree. I mean, I have not seen anything this side of street rod stuff in a minute in a long time. And it was breathtaking. It was the premier vehicle there on display. You know, he put a camper shell on it, matched the paint, and completely upholstered the inside of the camper shell as well. And, and he's really taken that to another level. Of course, everything over in the quote-unquote field of dreams is, is a different level of vehicles. And, and and we were surrounded by some awesome stuff. Uh, a lot of your Florida guys come up and hung out with us. You know, Scott, and I'm going to kill his name, I always do. Chris Folly? Chris Folly? I, yeah. I think you guys call him, what, Scotty the Body or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway... And then Matt Middleton come up, and they were hanging out in the LCD booth with us and kind of making us look a little bit better. Of course, you know that Matt had some truck problems and wasn't able to bring the S10 up, but it was there in spirit, let's say. Um, show itself was awesome, man. They, they, would you ever think that two you know, premier events could go on uh, the same weekend, you know, separated by a few hundred miles or even a couple thousand miles, it seems like, but there's enough vehicles in this scene now that you can put on two major events in one weekend, and both of them are awesome. You know, the yep. turnout was really good. Weather was perfect, and, and the quality was, was top tier. Um, Lord, I don't even know what else to say. We had an absolute blast with it, man. It was one of the most fun events that I've been to in a very long time. Yeah, I would encourage people, East Tennessee Showdown on Facebook, just how it sounds, Instagram. I tried to tag them the other day. I don't know if they still have the Insta. I know they're more on Facebook, sure. but um, I would encourage people next June – we know they're going to have it. It's a wonderful one-day show. You can hear oftentimes Justin, he's been on here. 
He'll go on lowest common denominator podcast. We're talking to Lee from LCD Podcast, also known in my mind as LMC. Absolutely, man. Dude, Shay, you guys have been killing it, man. You you keep you give me this um this jolly uh, chuckle every week um, <laughs> when I'm listening to the podcast episodes, and you guys make me laugh a lot, dude. And I really appreciate that entertainment factor because. You know, a lot of times, you know how it is when you're creating content, whether it's YouTube or, or audio podcast, you know, sometimes it might be hard to listen to other stuff, right? Because you're like, man, you're consumed by it. We have our normal jobs. You sure. know that. But, uh, you know, I really thank you guys for what you do. And I've said this before that, um, you know, it, it's very entertaining, dude. And, and I really appreciate you guys doing what you do. Well, brother, we appreciate you so much. Like I tell you all the time, both publicly and, pri- and and privately, if it wasn't for you and Mike, none of us would do this. You were quite literally the pioneers in the entire podcast atmosphere here, as far as the the scene goes. And, and we all look up to you. You know, we look at you for inspiration. And and honestly, you've been so kind as to give me a lot of advice behind the scenes. You know, there's so much more of your knowledge that I love to try and sample when I can. If I have a dumb idea, I say, oh, hey, hey, Ballard, you know, can you help me with this? What do you think about this idea? Am I going to look like an idiot if I try? this and you're super you know you're super concise with that and you always tell me even if my deal sucks you know you're kind enough to tell me but you point me in the right direction and, and i really appreciate that man and again that's something i try to thank you for both publicly and privately because if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't be doing it either hey well we appreciate the good word i think the bottom line is we we have learned and maybe you know even me in my younger years you know many of us have been doing this 10 15 20 plus years We've learned, and we know this now. You know, I'm putting the flag in the ground. Seven seven twenty twenty two, that we're all the scene is greater with with us all band together. You know, and we help Absolutely, each other. Man. Absolutely, um, we learn from each other. We, we we may not all be at the same shows, or we may not all like the same OEM trucks and whatnot. But we all know. Uh, Justin recently said it. I think it was Justin that mentioned that. You know. The, the you know we know it's the people right I mean the trucks are cool as Ronnie always says the people are cooler but um, yeah no it's it's really good and and I know you guys had just a really good time up there and you've had a lot going on with the podcast. Um, well, I tell you what, you let me interrupt. Let me interrupt you just for a second, if you don't mind. You know, you mentioned something that just kind of popped into my head there. Uh, three assistant thoughts that, that really made me think of something. You mentioned cool people, cool trucks. Do you have? Do you, do you and your listeners have time for me to tell maybe a two or three minute story? Oh, dude, make it a ten minute. If I know you got the- it. Oh, I won't do that to you. I'll give you a vanilla version. But you know, in, in true LCD fashion, my ADD kicks in, and I feel the urge to tell the story. Uh, well, first of all, let me tell you who our guest was last night. Uh, Eric Jones actually joined us in studio. Eric Jones from Graphic Disorder, a longtime Negative Camber member, uh, came up to the shop, and we were thinking about you. We were talking about you because we were actually watching my Handicam video from Showfest 2003 yes. last night. Oh, it was cool. I'll send you a few screenshots, and we and we were identifying trucks, and he was showing me where he stood. And of course, he could see where I was standing, and we were talking about vehicles driving by. I seen DJ Mays' old S10 there back when I had the Maltese cross wheels on and everything. It was just such a cool, cool flashback. Uh, Cha-Ching was there, Mitch Henderson's truck, hanging out in a parking lot, and, I, and Catch-22, and I have some great video of all this. But as Eric and I were talking, you know, the reason he came up last night is because he had done something kind of special here recently, and, and I would love to recap that just a little yes, bit. So he's just a showdown. To do that, thank you. Is is that okay? You yes. know the exact direction I'm going. Would it yep. be all right to do that? Well, I appreciate that. So East Tennessee Showdown was some of the most fun I've had all year. It was an absolute blast. But there were some other reasons that it was so much fun, and 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 it's one of these stories that's kind of hard to tell because we're sure as hell not trying to come off 
as as anything. You know, it's, it's not. There's nothing underlying here. I'm just going to tell you a story about some really good people that did some really good stuff. But it makes me go back in time a little bit. So once upon a time, 2003, if you will. Uh, I was a kind of a chubby dude with a blonde tip hair and probably wearing Jinkos at the time. I may have graduated <laughs> to khaki shorts. I'm not really sure. And, and I had a, a, a Sonoma, bag Sonoma and wires, and I was so proud of it. You know, of course, it didn't lay because they were sticky-outy players with gold spokes. And and, and, and it had Maltese cross bridge on it. I mean, you know, you can remember the old Maltese cross, cross upper bag plates and how just awful they were. Well, of course, I was so proud of them. I thought they were the coolest thing in the world at the time. Well, anyway, I had met a, a new friend that year. This was 2003. Uh, his name was Sketch, and his real name is Ian Hawkins, but we all called him Sketch because Sketch was a wonderful graphic artist uh, and did hand-laid flames. Uh, he was a master of hand-laid flames like 3M fine line tape. He was one of the best I'd ever seen. You know, Hot Rodders, even in his early 20s, would come and ask him to lay out flames for their paint jobs. Well, I met Sketch. You know, I don't even remember how. That part of the story doesn't matter. Well, we become fast friends. I was an asshole. He had a horrible sense of humor. We just really clicked. Well, anyway, we finally met at a show in Rogersville, Tennessee. And, and for those that are uninitiated on it, Rogersville, Tennessee is going to be the site of the uh, Robbie Williams Static Nationals uh, show in September. And yes. I was, uh, uh, Robbie's a huge supporter of you guys. Well, anyway, uh, at this fairgrounds or the, this city park, which is where his show is going to be 20 years ago, Sketch and I were hanging out for the first time, and he looked at my truck, and he managed not to laugh, which I will appreciate to this day. So anyway, 2003 was also the first year that I put on my first ever eight-word show, the Heritage Show in Weisberg, Kentucky. And I was so excited. I was doing everything I could to get people to come to it. You know, first show, uh, look at me. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be a show promoter, and people are going to come up here and have a good time. Well, of course, Sketch is one of the people that I recruited to come up here. Mm -hmm. And at the from non-alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver, which is a genetic condition. And he was in pretty bad sorts, and I didn't realize at the time how bad he was. Well, I get a phone call from Sketch about a week before the show. I said, man, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And uh, I said, I understand. You know, he told me a little bit about his dad. He said, I don't know how much longer my dad's going to be here. I want to spend some time with him. Well, of course, you know, totally understand, dude. Truck shows come and go, families forever. You know, you spend all the time you can. Yep. Well, he goes and tells his dad, said, Dad, you know, I told him I'm not coming. And uh, I won't say the full version on your show because you're you're a lot kinder to the audience than we are. Uh, but he essentially says, son, don't be a blankety-blank cat, and we'll just let you figure in your own words there. Uh, get your butt up in Kentucky. Go have a good time with your friends. I promise you I'll be here when you get back. And Sketch said, okay, you know, that's what you want me to do. And he come up, had a blast, hit the mini truck bug even harder than he already had because at the time he had alumina on air cylinders. So he didn't have a mini truck yet. Alumina. Comes back home. Yeah, alumina on air cylinders. It was rad. It was green with silver flames on it. I, and, and it had a 18-inch, uh, I think, Giovanni Barletta's, if my memory serves me right. Uh, but, it, yeah, how's that for a flashback? But anyway... So he got hit by the mini truck bug hard, you know, that show Weisberg. Come back and, and daydreamed with his dad and got to spend a little bit more time with him. Well, anyway, his dad finally passed. Fast forward a couple of years, uh, and his dad was very young at the time. But fast forward to 2005, Sketch builds his dream truck. And I really am making this as quick as I possibly can, Jason. I'm, You know yeah, me, I'm yeah. long-winded. but I'm No, you're good. Can. So 
So a 2005 Sketch builds his dream truck, and it is a short bed, single cab, black Sonoma with maroon flames. It's completely covered in these flames. He built it himself. Had 33 Ford door handles. Of course, had smoothies because in 2005, that was a pretty common and very cool look, you know, then. Yep. Um, and it was very hot rod inspired. It had, it was called the Sonoma, the S-I-N-O-M-A, because all the flames were devil tails. And they were, they were cool flames, too. Maroon flames and a black. It was a very striking truck. He built his dream truck, painted it himself, and, man, we had a blast in that thing. We we covered the eastern United States, went to Scraping the Smokies, went to Southern Showdown, went to so many shows, uh, you know, in that truck and just making some great memories. Well, as it happens to a lot of us, family life comes, you know, you, you find a girl, you get married, you have a baby, you're 12. And he did that path. You know, he had a family and things happened to where he felt that at one point in 2008, he needed to part with his truck, you know, to make money for, for, for things like that. Because Life happens, you know, and it's happened to all of us at some time. And he sells his truck, and we didn't know. We were all kind of blindsided. You know, man, we wish we'd known. We would have bought it off of you. Well, two years later, this truck, I get a phone call in the middle of the night, and it's from a buddy of mine in Gate City, Virginia, which is a hole-in-the-wall town right outside of the Tri-Cities, about two hours from where I live. get a phone call in the middle of the night and said, you won't believe this, Sketch's old truck just rolled into a buy here, pay here car lot wow. in Gate City, Virginia. I said, "What? There's no way." <laughs> wow. Well, anyway, there's no there's no camera phones worth anything back then. So I literally drive two hours in 2010 uh, to go look at his truck, and he, my friend, was telling the truth. This this Sonoma, we hadn't seen it in two years since he sold it. Showed up on a buy here, pay here car lot. No wheels, no air management. The top link bar, the Thorbeck top link wow. bar, is missing. Completely stripped, but it's his old truck. I call another mutual friend. This one's more important to the story. His name J.W. Halk. J.W. is a really good guy. Um, he says, I will be there tomorrow to buy the truck because I do not want that truck to ever get out of the family again. You know, we want to be able to keep an eye on it because we all thought that once Sketch, you know, got his family life in order, you know, and, and he would want to get back into the scene again, we wanted to make that truck around. Well, JW buys the truck, but at this point it's in pretty rough shape. So he comes all the way from Western Kentucky to buy this six, seven hour drive, picks the truck up, takes it home, but it's, it's pretty bad. He gets it running again, he buys all the parts to make it drivable, but the dash is destroyed, the interior is gutted. You could imagine, you know, going to a buy here, pay here car lot. So he's a woodworker, and he does some things that are kind of more his taste. He puts a wooden bed floor in the truck, and he does a wooden interior complete with a wooden dash. And this is not oh, something like crap. I would have built. This this was a really, really nice, milled and cnc truly woodworked dash, you know, something that was a work of art. So anyway, J.W. shows the truck for years, and Sketch never really kind of comes around. We, we don't hear much from him. So the truck gets parked, and, you know, he builds a Mazda and a few other things, and, and, you know, one thing leads to another. It's behind a barn before you know it. So about two years ago, maybe, maybe a year and a half ago, I get a phone call online. I get a text message, middle of the day, and this text message says, Hi, I love you. I miss you. Bye. That's all it is. I oh, said, who wow. the Blank, blank is this. Was he on a T-Bone clamshell phone trying to text maybe? <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, man. Maybe so. Well, this happened to be my buddy's sketch, and he was reaching out for the first time in several years. Yep, yep. And I'm like, dude, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to hear from you. And he's like, well, when when I dropped out of the mini truck scene, and this may be important to you, when I dropped out of the mini truck scene, you know, I thought that when I saw my truck, you guys wouldn't want to hang out anymore. I'm like, dude, you're my brother. You're my friend. We may have met because of the truck scene. 
But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you drive. I love you for who you are, and I will always be your friend, dude. Just because you have a material possession doesn't mean that our friendship status changes. And he actually thought at the time that we weren't interested in hanging out with him because of selling a truck, and it couldn't be farther from the truth. Well, we pick up just like the the day before, like we'd not, not lost any time at all. And in our early conversations, he says something to me that stuck with me. He said, I don't mean to complain. I don't know what it is, but I just don't feel right anymore. So what do you mean? He said, health-wise, I just I can't put my finger on it, but I just don't feel like myself. Well, this goes on for a while, and he sees a few specialists and things. Come to find out, he suffered from the same thing that his father passed away from. It's a stage 4 cirrhosis of the liver, non-alcoholic. And it's bad. So, you know, this all happened very fast. They found out about this this year, I believe in January. And and as he's getting sicker and sicker, they have to put him on the transplant list and a few other things. Well, there's there's a snafu. Now, there's one of those things, I don't know the details, but he gets fired from his workplace for missing work due to health concerns. Mm. Don't know the exact extent of how this works. I I think there was probably some, some potential legal issues there. That's not something I can speak to, nor is it in the scope of this story. But let's just say he got kind of screwed over from what I know. Well, the problem is when you get screwed over like that, you lose your insurance, you can't get put on the transplant list, which is very interesting to me. So he just kind of tread water, going through the treatments, getting tread water, and, and he's not getting a date. Well, he finally gets his date to his transplant list, and he knows when he goes in for a consult, and he's going to get a chance to get a new liver because this is the only thing that can really save him. Fast forward to April this year. Now, this is where the story will appeal more. I had to give that much backstory, and for that, I'm sorry, but it is necessary for this fun part here. So in April, Eric Jones, you know, everybody knows him as, as hidden, you know, from graphic disorder. And chances are you probably have a shirt, and most of us have a shirt in our closet that graphic disorder has designed with his yes. design on it. Well, he comes up to me at many nights this year and said, where is Sketch's old truck? And I said, Eric, if you're going to do what I think you're going to do, I want to go in on it. You know, I want to be a part of this. But JW has the truck. Let me see if he wants to sell it. So I walk over to JW, who happened to be there, and I said, JW, would you sell sketch his old truck immediately says absolutely not i said okay good enough that's all wow. I need to know. yeah and that's like well, well you're like what yeah exactly well he comes over a few minutes later and said why'd you ask me that you know why, why do you want to know if i sell that old truck and i told him that eric jones who happens to be sketch's brother-in-law eric's wife and sketch's wife are sisters he said eric, i said eric is interested in acquiring that truck back and you know buying it off of you to give back to sketch and i'd like to begin on this as well well, J.W. kind of said, okay, you know, I'll think about it. Well, a week later, he calls Eric, and this is the kind of guy that J.W. is. He said, Eric, I'm not going to sell you this truck, but I'm going to bring it to you, and I'm going to deliver it to you, and I'm going to bring it tomorrow. And Eric said, dude, no, I'll pay for the truck. That's not what we want. And he said, I don't care. The whole reason I got this truck 12 years ago was that one day hoping that Sketch would want it back. So anyway, throughout this whole time, JW delivers a truck, and Eric starts working on it, and a couple of us start contributing parts for it, and we get this truck in some sort of shape again. We find a factory interior for it. Eric buys a new carpet. His wife and everybody clean this truck top to bottom and, and a few other odds and ends. Well, anyway, the plan is is to give him this truck at East Tennessee Showdown because Sketch thought that he would fill up to making the trip. So uh-huh. a weeks before Everybody's checking on him. He's like, dude, how you feeling today? How you feeling today? You can be able to make it out here? He's like, I am, I am. Everything's good so far. You know, uh, I think I'm going to be there. So Friday night, for instance, he showed down. Of course, I get down there a little bit early, set up the LCD booth, say hellos to everybody, and go out to Eric's house. You're going to enjoy this part of the story. 
So as we are cleaning the truck up, getting ready for his inaugural drive, we go under the dash. It's just a just a mess of wire. And we remove a few things and stuff, make sure the truck still runs, and start tucking wires. We're like, well, we'll make this pretty later. You know, for now, let's just make it drivable. Let's just get to the showgrounds. We drive out of Eric's house. I have a video of the truck running to prove that it actually ran. Fill it up with gas, and then the truck immediately dies in the next parking lot. We're, we're less than a mile from the showgrounds. It's, oh, my God, are you kidding me? We get out and look at it, look it over. The fuel pump's not kicking on. So all of a sudden, a couple of phone calls are made, and this parking lot's full of mini truckers. Hell, the, the uh, cruise ends would have been jealous at the amount of badass trucks that were in that parking lot, this abandoned Hardy's parking lot on the side of the road. And, I, and I'll have to send you a couple of pictures. But literally, before you know it, there's 15 mini truckers under this thing, taking things apart, pulling the bed off, changing the fuel pump, rewiring things. And we're doing everything we can to get it ready. We can't get to run. There's some problem somewhere. We don't know what it is, but we finally have to call it. Uh, another one of our buddies, Brandon Shirley, pinstriper, Matt, uh, Madhouse Designs, he actually says, you know, I've already got a trailer. I'll be right there. Push up on the trailer, unload it behind the booth, clean it one final time, and we cover it up. So, Saturday morning, 8.30, sketch arrives. Walks over to the booth, hanging out. I've not seen him in 10 years. I hug him. I'm so happy to see him. He has his nine-year-old son with him. He's like, we're going to go look at some trucks, you know, and this is so excited. I said, well, hold on, Sketch. You know, we, we got something cool. And Eric walks over. He said, there's something you need to see. Now, Eric, Sketch had never noticed the fact that there was a covered truck behind the booth. Wow. He walks over, pulls the cover off, and Sketch said, oh, my God. This is, this, this oh, my God, you know, I, I can't believe this. This is my old truck. And uh, he, at this point, still doesn't get it. He thinks that J.W. had just brought it to show. Well, Eric, you know, is walking over towards him, and Sketch's little boy says, you know, Daddy, wh what is this? He said, well, son, that's my old truck. And Eric says, no, Sketch, it's not. And Sketch says, what do you mean? It's not. He said, it's your new truck, and hands him wow. the keys and the title. Wow. And, yeah, yeah, how wild is that? So, because of a couple of people... We were able to give Sketch his old truck back. Somebody that's going through a lot of despairs, had a really bad run of luck for the last little bit, but we're actually able to give him his old truck. Now, now it, it's going to need a lot of work, not going to lie. The paint is, is faded, you know, because, hell, 20 years ago, didn't use the best materials to paint it. But the paint is faded, but it's enough there that it's obviously still his truck. You know, we need to get a few little things for it, but get the wiring straight, but mechanically it's fine. Uh, I've got some new airbags and a few other things to go through and replace. Mike Alexander has donated a flow tank and actually texted me the other day and is sending him a flow tank for this truck when I kind of told him about the building stuff and is just super excited to do it. And, and, and then there was so many people reach out later that day at East Tennessee Showdown. The staff of East Tennessee Showdown went together to do a charity auction. So on top of everything else, they had a lot of items donated, you know, from some some artistic things from Joey Dilworth, for example, a lot of the get decked boards and everything. Yep. Um, Hammered Weekend Wear donated a lot of stuff. You know, I can't name everybody, sure, but there was a ton sure. of people that really just did some awesome donations. And for some reason, they put my dumb ass on the microphone and let me be the auctioneer, which, you know, is always kind of dangerous. <laughs> see, I but they see let me run that. It. Are you sure you don't have a side <laughs> deal doing that with the one-legged leg? Well, you know, hey, we'll sell you some eggs over here. We got so many. Da -da -da -da. Hey, man, you've not lived until you've heard me do a livestock auction. Let me tell you something. Gr Grundy County auction incident, John Michael Montgomery has nothing on me. But anyway, 
<laughs> that being said, so they let me run the charity auction, which is really funny. The DJ they had there had no idea how to deal with my personality. So when I got in the mic, they were just both looking at me like, who is this crazy hillbilly up here? And what the hell is he doing? But anyway, this charity auction, thanks to all these crazy mini truckers, raised $6,000 wow. to go along with this truck. And, and that goes towards cost of living and, and you know medical expenses and everything. And, and they were they were hurting right now. You know, they, They've lost their income and stuff, so they were really hurting. So it amazes me, man, that I think many truckers are the most generous human beings in the world. And I say it all the time, but it is unreal what we do for one another sometimes. And that's something that just makes me so proud to be one of them. But yeah, so Sketch and his wife, uh, they went home with a new truck and $6,000 to help out with it. And just a really good experience overall. So I can't possibly thank you know JW and, and Eric Jones, as well as the entire staff of East Tennessee Showdown for getting together and making that happen. It was such a neat experience and something I don't think there's was one great picture that this little nine-year-old boy, his son Elijah, is sitting in that damn truck, and he w- pretty much wouldn't get out of it the entire time. And he has a grin on his face. Him and his dad are sitting in his old truck. That That's the most irreplaceable thing ever. So, And, and thank you for letting me tell that story. I realize that's long-winded and stuff, but, but thanks, man. I really appreciate that. No, I wanted it to get out, and the cool thing is the connection that Eric has. You know, as you mentioned, Eric is yeah. a great guy, one of the the top guns I'll call them over at graphic disorder. And, and, you know, oh, to yeah. your point, I mean, there's not a, a man or woe man walking around the scene that hasn't either had a show shirt that's tied to graphic disorder with their artwork or Absolutely, you, know, man. you bought some Absolutely, merch and man. things like that. And I really appreciate it, you know, and, and I would ask people, you know, thoughts and prayers uh, to someone like your friend, because if you think about what people go through and like you said, it's, it's the non uh, alcoholic, uh, version of yeah. that disease. Absolutely, yeah. It's stage four non-alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver. It's actually a genetic thing, and he's only 38 years old. And his name's J.W., right? No, J.W. is the one that donated J- the truck. Ian Hawkins. Ian Hawkins. I-E-N Hawkins. Uh, and he goes by sketch, but I- Ian Hawkins is the name of, of the dude, our friend, that received the truck yeah. that has the medical issues. Uh, it's a great guy, and he's been around for a long time, and it's just it's such an honor. Let me, say, let me say this, man. Everybody knows somebody that's going through something. We all have a friend that's going through something. If you're going to reach out and help them, and I'm not even talking monetarily. Sometimes it could be a phone call. Sometimes it could be just going over and checking on them. Don't wait. Don't put it off for two weeks. <laughs> you don't know that you're going to have that opportunity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, let's give some thoughts and prayers out to Ian Hawkins. You know, it sounds like a great dude. I'd love to meet him. But, you know, knowing some of the Absolutely, people man. that were involved, and, again, that East Tennessee showdown, that family, Justin Wyatt and, and, and the different, uh, you know, the guys and gals that help out there. I mean, it's an amazing family. And uh, we, we oh, love that. They put together a great show, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love the show, and we loved – I want to get back up there. Uh, you know, this year I didn't make it to that or scraping, so I've kind of had some stuff going on. But working through that, it's not sure. the end of the world, uh, especially when you hear stories like that. You know, I, I often remind myself and I would remind others that, you know, you might be going through a stressful day, a stressful week, and there's a lot of stuff out there that's pulling us in multiple directions. But you and I, um, you know, LMC know that there's always, it seems like, someone in a worse off position. So, you know, definitely thoughts of Ian Hawkins. Absolutely. And brother, thank you so much for allowing me the time to tell that story. I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. Check out LCD. I love the acronym LCD podcast. You can search on Spotify, for instance, uh, or however you consume podcasts. Do us a favor this week, hit follow and or subscribe, depending on the type of app you're using. Uh, Dude, 
LMC, it's always a pleasure. Anything else you got for us? And, and give a shout-out to Shay, dude, because I know he's over there. Man, he's making me laugh, too, man. Oh, man, you know, I would give a shout-out to Shay, but it's 6.19 in the afternoon, and I promise you he's not even got up for the day yet, so I won't waste my time. <laughs> my friend, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for the shout-outs and always taking care of us, man. We got your back always. Have a good rest of your evening, brother. You too, my friend. Have a great evening. Peace. Dude, always a blast, man. Thank you so much, LMC. Please, if you get a chance, check out Lowest Common Denominator Podcast. I'm also going to try to link up with DJ Mays in a little while to talk about a few things. Now, uh, the next item is Mike Hill. So congratulations to him, fellow um, guy in the scene that we've kn- I've known Mike a long time. Uh, and I was going to say fellow RA member, but relaxed atmosphere member. And uh, he is gracing the cover of the new street trucks that's basically in print now that's going to be rolling out on newsstands as well as in mailboxes here, I'd say, over the next two weeks. Uh, Mike's Mike Hill's... Uh, uh, I joke and say Blazer, uh, his Ranger, no, Explorer, graces the cover. Jimmy's Running Customs built. I know Daniel Smith uh, did some cool graphics on it that look just timeless. You also have this awesome interior, crazy engine setup in it. I don't want to give it all away. Do yourself a favor. Do the scene a favor. Go out, if you can, on newsstands. Pick up an extra issue or two. What we want to do is prove to street trucks that minis are on the rise, and we want to see more mini trucks, right? They do a decent job with one or two here, uh, maybe one in an issue, sometimes maybe you know zero, one, you know that type of deal. But to have a whole issue is pretty damn cool. And if you think about it, August marks the 23rd anniversary of the magazine, so 99 to 2022. Uh, pretty cool that you know mini trucks are still thriving and a- able to make the cover of a magazine, which I think is awesome. The other cool thing is you got Chad Luke. He's featured in there. He was our 2021 Mini Truck of the Year winner. And uh, you have two previous cover trucks, which is mind-blowing. You got Joey Whitby. Congratulations to him. He owns Relax Taco, big supporter of OLP. He's also been on several times. Joey owns Relax Taco. That was June 07 cover. And then you got the Toyota that we continue to see all over the nation. Ernie Macias, rest in peace, shot this uh, amazing truck, and it ran on December of 2010. Mini Truck and Magazine cover. So ironic there. And then you got I Hate Phil. He owns the green S10 that to me kind of was paying homage at least in my mind to Lenny uh, Lenny Gruber's uh, awesome truck is it Gruber Gruber I would say that wrong uh, that Cliff owned but uh, that's also in there so you got a jam packed issue I'll talk a little bit about mini trucks with my our lifestyle section uh, please 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 check it out but uh, streettrucksmagazine.com you can also go out and um, you know buy it there easiest to just grab it on newsstands so. Uh, a couple things I want to mention. Uh, a huge shout out to um, all of the continued listeners and support. We can't uh, thank you guys enough, so we really appreciate it. We talked about scraping, but I wanted to mention uh, Carrie Arkwright and Bobby Arkwright. Uh, congrats on Bring It Out Hammer Time. And um, they also helped raise $900 for charity. So uh, they're great people. The truck looked amazing. Bobby's a good dude. Uh, hardcore mini trucker. He keeps the pedal stomped and tip of the cap to him. When um, when we had 
LMC on. We talked a little bit about the tie-in story with Eric Jones and things like that. And I think that's very cool. And I just want to say, you know, those are the good news stories that we want to continue uh, to, to highlight and bring, um, you know, bring about within the scene that happened right there at East Tennessee Showdown. Uh, this was pretty cool. Uh, Chris Wilson said, sorry, this is going to be a long post. Today, my childhood dream came true. Something built, I built, made National Publication Magazine. So Chris Wilson was talking about Rusty Money, Awesome Truck, Street Trucks Magazine, and uh, Adam Johnson, I think, uh, took the photos, I believe, and did the write-up. I'm going from memory there. So uh, congratulations, homie. Uh, Great job. Speaking of that, you also have... Ken Morris, he says, I'm absolutely stoked for this one. The Blazer was featured in Street Trucks Magazine, and it has a very, very cool write-up in there. I know Mach 1 Media, Tucker, and team, uh, John and Tucker, they they killed it. So this end game, this awesome feature, amazing Blazer. And again, that's um, with the issue that has the C10 on the cover, so uh, with the electric engine. That's even before the mini truck uh, issue, so... Had to pump the brakes a little bit earlier and make sure that we mentioned the real deal Holyfield. Uh, Casey Carruthers says, let's uh, talk taco about it. Brandon Cisco, a.k.a. Travel Fab, is bringing my baby home to Alabama. This was a couple weeks back, of course, but uh, we uh, obviously are kind of on hiatus every other week except for this week. So I wanted to mention it. Can't wait to see the Tacoma back on uh, the scene. I had shared... Something that Paul Morton, former guest, had shared. And uh, there's an article on DailyMail.com inside the vanished world of SoCal cruising scene when Camaros and Corvettes roared down Van Eyes. And um, I had shared a photo that uh, was taken by Rick McCloskey. And that photo was a Datsun mini truck back in the day with a couple hot chicks sitting in it and uh, three young women in Southern California. And uh, it's pretty cool. So I'm going to check out. There's a book that ties into the summer of 72, and I'm going to check that out. Uh, this was pretty cool. Uh, t- the 2023 Grand National Roadster Show featuring in the feature building will keep on trucking 50 years of classic trucks, 1948 to 1998, presented by LMC Truck and Classic Truck Performance. That's going to be pretty cool. I've heard some rumblings that there's going to potentially be some mini trucks there as well. So that is uh, one show that uh, I'd love to get out to. Grand National Roadster Show, which will be next uh, January, I believe it is. That's a lot of updates. I think the last one I want to share here for the scene updates, Matt Hodge, uh, Hodgson. Since I saw my first mini truck in magazine, I was 13 or 14. I had the dream of one day building a truck worthy of being featured on the cover. That goal has been accomplished, and he is on one of the recent custom truck bags which is from japan so tip of the cap brother i love that colorado so many awesome mods on it stay on the rise and i love what you're doing out there much 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 um respect from odb and our lifestyle podcast the scene updates brought to you by garage gear clothing hit up garagegearclothing.com or hit up garage gear booth at one of these shows nationwide the cool thing about their brand is they offer free shipping so whether you're looking for a garage girl shirt uh, something that the guys would love, or even the kids, the babies, they've got it on lock, garagegearclothing.com. All right, the key show updates. Uh, this is something that uh, we've kind of scaled back a little bit on, doing our best to highlight. If you go to ourlifestylepodcast.com on the left menu, 
you can tap on the OLP digital show calendar and you can subscribe to it. It's easier to subscribe if you get an iPhone. You'll tap and you'll hit yes and it will download that calendar into your native iPhone calendar, uh, which you know we um, uh, certainly you know love updating it. I do need to continue adding more shows. I know some people out there are already tracking 2023 shows. I tend to kind of get towards the end of the year and then I'll add those in. Maybe I'll change that up. We'll have to see. But um, if you go to the calendar, you're going to see all of these dates are in there. And uh, that helps us not have to cover as much on this audio show. But Southern Tradition, as Mike mentioned, is this weekend. That, of course, is the um, the show that's in Canton, Georgia. The following weekend is Camp and Drag. It's an amazing event. I've been before. I'd highly encourage people to get out to Camp and Drag. And then... Three weeks later, after Camp and Drag, you're going to have Slamboree, which is going to be August 6th, right? That's 6th and 7th. That weekend, I know uh, Negative Camper is going to go hard in the paint. They're talking about hundreds of vehicles for the 30th, uh, tip of the cap. Uh, pretty cool stuff. And I'm going to kind of leave it at there. I guess the next weekend, I will throw in uh, the Spark Show. We love these guys. They're good people. They won our 2021 show of the year. TheSparkShow.com for more information. Of course, that's in Sevierville, uh, Tennessee. An amazing event. Great people. And whether or not they have the axe throwing contest, I'm okay with that because it's that good of a show. The Spark Show on Instagram and Facebook. That's all we're going to cover this week for the Key Show updates. We want to thank the West Coast Influence for the continued support. Go to Minitruckfilm.com. You heard that right. Minitruckfilm.com. You can order the Blu-ray or DVD. It's a documentary-style film about the MT words, mini-trucking. Ties in all kinds of awesome guests, some that we've had on, some that we will have on this podcast, including Alan Paradise, who we just had on last week. He's on there. Check it out. If you get an opportunity, talking about the key show, up next, we got the OLP update. So we don't have a lot to share here. I would just ask, if you're on an iPhone, please leave a rating. You can tap, go into the pre-installed podcast app. Tap on library, select OLP, and scroll down. Tap the five stars. If you want to go a step beyond, write a review. You can tap it right there on your phone. It can be short and sweet. If you leave your Instagram or name, we'll give you a shout out. We really appreciate that. It helps us a lot. Many of you have done the same in like Podbean and Spotify and things like that. Uh, There are continued enhancements with different apps, and they're starting to allow for ratings and reviews and things like that. The big one, of course, is Apple Podcasts. That's where many, 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 many people consume podcasts. But uh, if you can, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. It helps us a lot. Lastly, the Airhead Nation for this week. So, again, a little bit uh, shorter of a week, uh, but I would I would say this. You know, this was supposed to be a best-of week, and we swapped it up because we said, hey, we want to talk about East Tennessee Showdown. I'm going to try to call DJ Mays here in a minute, and we'll talk to him a little bit as well, you know, about everything he's had going on to kind of, you know, reinforce, you know, we're midway through the year now. Oh, by the way, June 30th has come and gone, and we are literally halfway through. Uh, this isn't really necessarily a, a halfway year in review that we sometimes do because we're kind of just keeping a pulse on the scene and knowing that so many people are out there having a good time, having a great summer, going to shows throughout the country, and we think it's awesome, but... We'll talk to Maze here in a few minutes. Um, the last thing that I'm going to cover are the Airhead Nation updates. So this is just kind of covering things that we see out there. 
and uh, also ties into to listeners of ours. But I know uh, Marsha Moore had mentioned that her sister needed some prayers, that her husband was in a plane crash, and um, that was in Madison County, Illinois, and he did not survive. It was his plane, and he was a licensed pilot, and I'll leave it at that. But, uh, you know, to Tony Moore and his family and Marsha, she's just a, a sweetheart, a, a good down-the-earth family with Asphalt Army, good people. And I, I just cannot imagine what someone would be going through in that type of situation. Uh, I've got a, a friend of mine. He's in his 60s. He's a Lincoln guy. And uh, his parents, um, you know, passed away when he was very young uh, due to a plane crash. And I just couldn't imagine what someone's going through. So much respect to your family and uh, rest in peace. Lastly, I want to say Doug Heck, Dougie. Uh, Pacific Northwest dude, Crazy Doug is who I call him. He posted on Facebook back uh, mid-June. He says she finally joined us in the world to meet his granddaughter. So congratulations, Hayden Yeager, right? So awesome stuff, beautiful child. Best of luck to you guys. Um, Doug, you're getting old if you got grandkids, brother. You're getting old. <laughs> I love it, man. No, that's a great joy, man. And uh, we couldn't be more happy for you guys, but... With that being said, again, I'm going to try to call DJ Mays now. Let's try to get him on the horn. If we can't, for some reason, we'll wrap the show and we'll ask that you download Twitch. Okay, this isn't anything to do with us. Download the Twitch app on your Apple TV. You can go to Twitch. I think it's Twitch.com or Twitch.tv. Or just download the app on your Android or iPhone device and search DJ Mays Radio. Okay? Follow him. He does free sets every week. You don't have to pay any money. Uh, there are ways you can kind of throw him some bits and all kinds of stuff in the Twitch app. I don't know anything about it, but DJ Mays is good people. Show him some love. We'll hit you guys next week again with Sean from Rad BMX Builds. Uh, for some of her, his uh, viewers that uh, maybe came here this week, uh, this is kind of, you know, our average show. Uh, we typically will have a guest, but we thank you guys for waiting one more week. I know Sean had kind of promoted it. Originally, I told him it was going to run this week. And we did have to bump that out based upon scheduling, and uh, that'll run next Friday. So make sure you follow and or subscribe to OLP. Stay on the rise, and we'll hit you guys next week again with an all-new episode. ODB, we out you. Thank you to Scraping the Coast. Peace. Yo, yo, as I mentioned, I did get DJ Mays on the horn, and he was trying to, um, I'm trying to think of a good uh, wrestling move, maybe like a, um, let me see, you're like the ring general, an experienced wrestler who kind of knows how to work, you know, uh, work a match to the full potential, aren't you, Jay? <laughs> well, yeah, you were, I had to put you into an arm bar to get you down on the <laughs> mat to uh, to make things happen, but yeah, yeah, we always work it out. Yeah, no doubt. Do you think Hank could maybe do a top ropes? Maybe, maybe one of these events this year. I, you know, the the way Hank's been going, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't push that. He's been on the uh, on the injury list here for a little bit, and uh, you know, his his heart ain't what it used to be. You do blow and 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 everything for as many years as he has. It just it, you don't have it in you no more. I think it was Chad Luke and some of those guys hanging out, and like man, like Hank's head was flying off. Like he had a bad migraine. I heard. Well, yeah, what, that was LST, wasn't it? That, was it LST that his head fell off? LST or mini nats? I can't remember, dude. But I mean, one of the two. But well, what mini nats? Because he came home with me for mini nats. <laughs>
<laughs> Brian, we, we, so, we can't put that heat on you, bro. <laughs> right. Well, well, he had to check in with the baby mama and the, and the PO. So <laughs> they, they were like, well, you got to go back to STL. So like, you know, can Hank chill with you guys for a little bit? And I'm like, really, dude? I'm like this, I got to deal with this, you know, illegitimate child almost here again. So, yeah, we just do what we got to do. Yeah, because he'll do a hot tag sometimes if he's really been going hard in the scene for like half a year. I know he'll kind of reach over there and kind of, you know, try to, you know, tag the the other guy in, you know, to do a deal because he'll, he'll need a little breather, you know. Well, you got to be careful with Hank when you tell him, hey, dude, you know, make yourself at home. He does. Like, <laughs> took over my recliner, had a beer feet up i'm like really dude you're I mean, like dude I'm paying, the, shit. <laughs> I'm paying the bills around here come on hank he's like yeah well I'll yeah, get you, you, didn't, you didn't even buy the beer he goes well i'll get you a, i got this cool uh hammered weekend wear shirt with an s10 on it called teal short he's like i'll get you one you go dude i already got one rose my truck I'm like, yeah, i got a closet full of them <laughs> yeah dude man it's always good to link up uh mike and i talked about scraping earlier a little bit but before we talk about that man you know this this one's kind of like a pulse on the scene not really a mid-year review, although can you believe it's been half a year, man? But how's your year been going so far, man? All the shows and, and juggling the normal work life and hanging out with uh, Diggity Dom, of course. Everything's really been really good overall. I mean, we just realized it. I think it was last week on Twitch on Tuesday. We did like a mid-season you know, review kind of thing and talk about some of the shows that's already happened this year. And everything. it's like, holy, I can't believe... Fourth of July just happened. We are halfway through the show season already. Um, and, you know, I've already been between Daytona and Texas and North Carolina. You know, I've I've already been making that trek, Tennessee, Mississippi. Um, so I've had a busy year already, and we're only halfway through. So, I, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, feeling the pinch right now at the at – the, you know, the gas pumps and everything else, which is unfortunate. So I think people are rescheduling the rest of their year. Yep. But uh, overall, I mean, I can't complain. The show season has been great. I, I've got to meet a whole bunch of new people this year. And uh, so, I mean, me and Dom have been having a good time. The wife's been going with us to a couple shows. Yeah. She went with us to, to scraping. So, yeah, she's getting out and kind of kind of getting into it a little bit, you know, trying to meet some of the people that she hears me talk about all the time. So that's cool. Yeah, we got to link up with her. Uh, she had reached out, as you know, and um, I think it'll be cool. I, I wanted to get some audio this week, but I had to punch out yesterday uh, and help Mom Duke with some stuff. So we'll get her soon, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, um, you know, these could be fighting words, but I think, you know, you've kind of grasped past, you know, David DeCorver from the uh, Sparks in the Park. I think you kind of grasp past him because, you know, he's always out, you know, gallivant with his arms swaying in like he goes to all these shows. But, man, dude, you got some tick marks, man. Well, I mean, I think he's still tick mark Willie. I still right, think he's, right. he's he's the pro at it. You know what I mean? I just I just happen to just have a really busy year this year um, and, and as it's going. But, you know, I went to LST just to hang out. You know, you, got, you remember we were, you know, in the back of the rental van in lawn chairs. Um you know, and then I'll, I'll probably end up going to Camp and Drag here in a couple of weeks and, and just hang out there for a day or so. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it's I always tell everybody I have the greatest job in the world. I mean, I get to play music, look at badass vehicles, um, you know, meet new people, chill with all the homies and just have a good time. You know what I mean? And I get paid to do it. So it's easier for me to mark those tick marks 
You know what I mean? Yep. I'm I'm actually getting paid to be there in, in most cases, but um, you know, at the same time, I still if, if there's an off weekend, I don't have anything going on, and there's a show going on I can get to. I still try to get out and support the shows. Yeah, no doubt. And now with Amanda, you know, kind of riding along, you guys are getting to enjoy it too, kind of as a family deal. And I think that's really awesome. Talk to us real quick about the dynamic, though, right? So, you know, you go hard in the paint for years, bringing your truck teal short, which we love. It's, you know, recently on a hammered weekend where, you know, merchandise. And, you know, you got this beloved truck. You know, we love it. Square body deal. But you kind of now go through what some of your homies have been going through for years. You go, man, I'm going to blow this apart. And I'm going, no, man, the thing's too nice. But what's the dynamic shift now where you're not going to shows with the vehicle are you still having fun? Are you itching to get back in the truck? Like, what's the mindset? Um, you know, I'm anxious, you know, to get the truck back on the road, but I'm so far from that point um, that I don't, I don't dwell on it. And even if the, and I have to remind Dom of this because Dom wants the truck to hurry up and get done too. And I'm like, Dom, even if it was done, you know, I don't have a truck and trailer. I. I'm not the kind of truck and trailer guy for the most part. Yep, I, yep. I've always driven that truck everywhere. So even when it's done this time, I'm going to drive it as much as possible. So I can't drive it to the shows and still bring all the equipment to be able to DJ the show. So, you know, it, it, it creates a, a catch 22 there, but you know, it, I'm still having a blast doing what we're doing. I, I know I don't have to sit there and every time it starts raining that I can worry about wiping something off now. Yep. Yep. Um, the, the man van can roll through any automatic car wash. So I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't miss that part, but I do, I do miss having teal short out and everybody asking all the time, you know, how's the truck coming? What's going on? And, and you know, I tell them all, you know, it'll get, it get done when it gets done. I'm going front to back on it completely. Everything is going to be brand new all the way through that truck. Most of the people, when, when it comes back out, may, you may notice a difference. You may not. I don't, there's a couple things in question, but, it would have a new set of wheels and it will have a small block in it. Not an LS by the way. And you know, it, it'll be a little bit fatter tire in the rear, but aside from that, you guys got to wait to see what else happens with it. So, but it gets done when it gets done, you know? Yeah. One of our favorite, one of my, I'll speak for myself, one of my favorite trucks in the scene, such a cool truck. That's what I also wanted people to kind of get though, is that a lot of us, you know, running hard for years, going to shows and all this you know, they're, you know, not, it's not for everyone. I know, you know, some people want it. We see them at every show with their ride and, and I appreciate that, but I do want people to know, like there is kind of still the fun factor out there to go to shows without a vehicle. Like if you can't get a registration to mini Nats or LST or, you know, maybe uh, like with, like you said, fuel prices being too high, it might be out of your clutches to go to such and such show. But, you know, people could still fly in or drive a daily, maybe four-cylinder deal, get up to said show, and still have just as much as fun. Um, and I think that's that's the key thing I want people to know, that you go to a show, you buy a show shirt, you hang out, you make just as good as memories oftentimes without the headache and hassle. Now, listen, I'm not telling people to leave their rides at home, but I just want people to know that it's not always about the ride. Go to the shows, have fun. Well, and we've said that for a long time. Get out and support the shows the best you can. If you can't bring your ride, that's fine. If you can just go for a day, that's perfectly fine, too. Just get out and support. I understand gas is high and prices of everything is high compared to what it used to be. So do what you can and get out and support because there's always that chance that that show you always wanted to go to won't be there next year. You just don't know. 
Yeah, that's definitely a real deal. Uh, why we got you on, DJ Mays, a.k.a. Jason Barbaglia, you know, thinking about, talking about shows, right, and supporting the scene. You know, this year, Miggity Mike got a chance to gallivant on up to relax in, in the park. And that was, of course, May 19th to the 21st. Uh, well, that's the dates for next year, right? I'm getting ahead of myself. Festus, Missouri, do you kind of feel like now with the the challenges you guys have had and you fought off that adversity that, we, that we've talked about in the past, do you feel like now Festus, you know, in the in the famous Seinfeld you know episode, it was like Festivus for the rest of us, right? But is, Fe- mm-hmm. is Festus, Missouri, are you guys, is this the flag in the ground spot for you guys now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's not a doubt in my mind um, that Festus is going to be the home of the show from here on out. Uh, the city has been great, even with the rain this year and the issues we had. We were concerned with the field, uh, but they, uh, I mean, they really just kind of waved it off like it was nothing. They said, hey, we'll throw some grass seed out and roll it out and flatten it, and we'll be ready to go in a couple weeks because they did a big firecracker festival um, just about a week or so ago, and all the grounds were perfectly green and ready to roll. So they, you know, they support us and they want us there. That's the key thing. If you get a city behind you, you don't want to lose that. So we're, you know, we're going to go full steam ahead. We've already locked in the uh, venue for next year. The, the deposits made, everything's set. We got a meeting with a tourism board and there we go. Dude, I love it. I would encourage people, you know, kind of in that Midwest area, many of you are a stone's throw from there. Uh, some of you guys have never been to St. Louis. I got a chance to go up a couple years back, and uh, it's even a show that you could fly into, make it a week, make it a, kind of a long weekend. Uh, of course, every May, kind of what I refer to as uh, kind of taking the spot of like show fest kind of in terms of the, the weekend, right, around that mid-May time period. So I would encourage people go out and check out Relax It in the Park on Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, you guys are going to have more information to share, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, we'll get uh, the the dates will be May nineteenth through the twenty first for next year, and then we'll start releasing info and all the details about it probably September October range. But you can mark those calendars and, and get things set. We'll put the hotel information out as soon as we get it, and then we'll start bringing all the all the details later. But we'll plan everything the same way a pre party, and you know the whole nine yards kind of thing, doing everything the way we've always done things. But it's just nice to actually have a home now. So now we have a set plan, and we can do it the same way every year. Awesome. Wanted to get your thoughts on this briefly. A couple years ago, your truck got shot for street trucks, and you know we all had our kind of fingers crossed, and you know things didn't go the maybe the way we had hoped, right? With the cover deal, and you got a chance to see some insight um, that you had shared with me on, on how it could have looked, right? But you fast forward now. Uh, August is the 23rd anniversary of street trucks. Um, you know, as we go from 99 August to uh, August of 2022, you start to see that they're going to run some mini trucks, right? Again, and Chad Luke, our brother, of course, NC, you know, his truck's going to be featured in there. How excited are you, you know, as a true enthusiast to kind of see that, you know, although we, we recently had the bad news about all time low magazine and we wish them all the, you know, success and whatever they do going forward. Isn't it cool, though, to see, like, with Street Trucks, the national publication, your truck ran there not too long ago, and then now look what they got, a whole issue to mini trucks again. I'm excited about it. What about you? Yeah, it was, uh, it's been almost two years since the the last all-mini-truck issue, which is the one mine happened to be in. Um, so 
I mean, I'm excited anytime there's mini trucks in anything. I mean, I like all trucks, but I, I'm a diehard mini guy. I started doing this stuff in 94. So that's been my roots. And, you know, I think it's great that street truck still recognizes the minis and, and all that. Um, the unfortunate loss at all time low, I, I think is kind of a setback for the mini truck guys. And I think so many people that were into mini trucks 20 years ago, are just now kind of coming back out over the past couple of years. That's why you see so many old school builds happening and everything else, because, you know, these guys finally got these things out of the garages, you know, they had families and married life and everything. And now they're in a better spot where they can start doing this stuff. And then unfortunately, you know, we lose one of those key items. I think that was important for the whole mini truck community. So, you know, for street trucks to step up and be able to do that is great. Um, but there's lots of other little things happening in the works. You know, you've got, Damian Davis with Devil Boy, and you've got Michelle that was with All Time Low now starting her own thing with Dragon Metal Media. So things are starting to happen, um, and I think it's going to continue to progress that way. I don't know about magazines as much, but we know that the 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 social media aspect and the online media is going to continue to grow the way it is, and I think there's people that are going to be setting a new bar on a lot of that. I don't disagree, and it's something I hadn't really shared, but on the Mini Truck Hall of Fame, had kind of propose to them to say, hey, you know, they're talking about they've got this um, category, which is for editors. And you think back to all the great people over the years that were editors and that have contributed so much. But if you really think about it, there's still some that need to get their their due respect. But the, the, the world we live in now is if you think about, and you know this, we've talked about it, the magazines morphed into the online stuff with the chats and the street sources, right? And then shortly right around that time period, you had Master Image Customs. You had um, so many media guys at that infancy, right? Low Life Mikey and Domination and, and others. Um, I know um, Surface Art was in there and then Grinder comes along. And then now you got YouTube channels like Mini Truck Matt. But but think about like how things have morphed, right? And you got to be able to pivot and move. But now where we're at with like, dude, there's four, five, six podcasts and other ones popping up. It looks like related to our scene. It's all good stuff. It's like, dude, there are lots of ways other than print magazine to get, you know, your recognition. But you and I both know we love having a magazine in our hands, but it's just the way the the world is right now. You know, I'm I'm reminded of on the West Coast influence when they're talking to Bob Hayes and he says, um, you know, people are losing quote unquote toilet time. Um, cause there was nothing like, you know, sitting in the bathroom, flipping the pages of a magazine. You don't have that no more. And I think everybody's graduated to the social media aspect or online or whatever else, which is great. But, you know, I mean, all good things always come back. You know what I mean? Everything always comes full circle in one way or another. I mean, hell, come on. Bell bottoms came back for, for a while. So come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, engaged media or, or any one of these companies, you know, you never know if somebody might buy the rights to mini trucking and bring it back. Um, not that there's really any mini trucks being made, you know, anymore. I guess some, some people say that the Mavericks, the closest thing to a, a new style mini truck. Um, but I think there's enough interest in mini trucks as a whole to continue to do something. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what comes out. Hey, good way to kind of say it. Uh, we love, you know, giving respect to the, you know, the old school cats, but we also love, you know, the newer, younger, 
younger school mini truckers that we hope that are going to help pave the way for this, you know, what we kind of the scene of ours, right? And, and seeing it flourish for the next, you know, decade or two and hopefully more. But listen, you mentioned earlier Twitch, okay? And I've always tried to tell people, like, listen, man, there's a lot of cool stuff. You know, you go to movies, you pay some money, you buy the popcorn, you know, that stuff adds up. But whether you've got, I think, Roku's now, I know I use it on Apple TV, of course, on your computer, I think it's twitch.tv, um, but the apps, right? How mm-hmm. cool is it that you've been able to connect with so many people worldwide through DJ Maze Radio on Twitch? You know, the hard part is people sign up on there, and they will put their their info in, and you can generate a name like the old street source days and stuff, and you can make it whatever you want. And a lot of people jump in there, sometimes and they're new and sometimes they chime in in a chat other times they just kind of sit and lurk in the back and listen and and whatever um but either whichever way it's fine that's what it's there for whether you're chilling in the garage hanging in a patio in the pool you know if you happen to be driving at the time don't pay attention to chat if you're driving just just listen um but you know it, it it gives us all something to do we can all we can all relate to the stories that we talk about in there and the shows we talk about in the music. So it's really just for everybody to enjoy one way or another. So I've connected with a ton of people uh, that I probably never would have met other than having Twitch. So that's a great aspect, but it's also at the same time, something else to be able to give back to the the lifestyle of, of mini trucks or trucks in general, because you know, it gives everybody something to do when they are sitting at home. For the longest time, so many people were stuck at home because of COVID. Now you're able to get out and enjoy life a little bit again, but things are getting expensive. So maybe you just want to sit at home and barbecue with some of the fellows in the backyard, turn it on your Bluetooth speaker, and there you go. Dude, I like the way you think, man. I got one more thing for you before I check to see if there's anything else you got maybe to share. Maybe putting you on the spot, but I struggle mid-year to think, like, what are some of the trucks that are standing out? And you had a chance, obviously, we talked about Scraping the Coast, um, or actually, let's talk about Scraping the Coast now. You know, at Scraping the Coast, you know, it's hot, but you're out there and you're hustling, you're doing the damn thing, right? But how awesome was it that, um, I'm hoping you got a little break, but uh, Shane Andrews, you know, bringing out his amazing truck that's different on so many scales, you know, maybe kind of even give some people some some recollections of Plain Jane, right, in, in some respects, of course, Shane's truck is in a, a league of his own. Don't let me, you know, discount that at all. But, you know, to me, that's like a truck that's come out this year that's been so awesome. Was there anything at Scraping that kind of caught your mind or anything else in the scene so far that's maybe something fresh that you've seen? Well, Shane tried to debut his truck at Mini Nats, and um, some things happened, wasn't able to. So he took it to Battle Alabama and debuted it. He was supposed to bring it to Relax in the park, but when he was leaving Battle Alabama, he actually found a crack in the frame. So they had to do some work on it right away. Um, so then I got to actually meet up with Shane at Slamology in Indiana in early June to actually see the truck in person. So we got the chance to, to really walk around the truck and check it out then. And it's absolutely just gorgeous. I mean, it is a work of art. The amount of time that the guy do it, that did all the airbrushing and the thing has in that is ridiculous. So um, aside from, I mean, there's there's been several builds that I've seen this year. That are pretty cool, but honestly, the one that sticks out the most was probably at Mini Nats uh, of all places was Ashley Wimmer's Toyota that she came out with. That uh, is a it's a really bright 
pearl yellow. Um, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. It, it's probably one of the brightest colored mini trucks out there right now. And she debuted it this year at mini Nats. Um, so that's probably one of my favorites right now that's come out so far this year that I've seen. And obviously I don't get to see everything. I, I got to walk around a little bit on Friday at, at, uh, scraping, but that was about it. Um, it was kind of cool to see, you know, some of the stuff extensive brought and a few others, but, um, you know, I had already seen Shane's, um, got to hang out with Heather and, and Waka from Southern tradition and get to see her Nissan again, which is always good. Um, but, I, I got to say so far right now, Shane Andrews was great. And, you know, uh, you, you brought him up first. So I would, I would back that up with Ashley Wimmer's Toyota, honestly. Dude, Ashley, man, what an awesome uh, mini trucker, you know, a female out there representing the scene. You know, we had her on, as you know, uh, shortly after mini Nats. And, and I love that one, dude. Like you, 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 you honed right in on some cool trucks. And that's what I think is great about our scene that, there's so many different people, and although some don't always get the limelight and whatnot, it, it doesn't take away at all, like, the dedication and the hard work and, you know, obviously her repping extreme lows and doing what they do. Um, what would you say to people that hadn't been the scrape in the coast, right? Should should someone maybe book 2021 or twenty the 21st anniversary in 2023? If you've never been the scrape in the coast, I would say you have to go. You have to say you've been there once. Um, it's without a doubt, one of the largest shows that you'll go to, uh, in the Gulf coast area. Uh, it's one of the largest shows in the country overall, um, especially when it comes to trucks and stuff. And, you know, there's a good variety of vehicles. There's a good OG mini trucker section that Bobby Arkwright, I know was always usually in, um, and his son had, uh, his truck out there with him this year as well. Um, so it's, it, it's a lot of fun. It's hot. Not going to lie to you. It's hot. No other way to put that. Uh, but you got the free on poisoning inside. So you can always <laughs> hang out there. Yeah. And uh, which is what Dom did all weekend with Shannon and, and Mike. Uh, he was like, oh, I'll leave my I'll leave my 45 year old dad out there to rot in the sun. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll hang out in here. Damn, Dom. So but uh, but it, it's it's one of those shows you got to say you've been to once. And, and I know it's a tough weekend because there's. You know, there's other shows that same weekend, like East Tennessee Showdown, which is another great show um, that I've never been to. And I, and I want to try to make it one year. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's one of those deals where you got to you got to pick and choose sometimes. And there's people that pick one one year and then next year they switch. And then they then once they've been to both, they decide which one they like better. And then they might go to one for a couple of years and then switch back to another one. And that's perfectly fine. Um, but I say I say to everybody, get out at least and, and try at least one new show a year, even if it takes away from a show that you really like and really enjoy, unless it's like in your back door, you know, take that little leap and, and, and try something new one year um, or try, start, try a new show every year if you can. Um, Cause that's what keeps the shows thriving. We're in a unique situation. And I think we've talked about this before, Jason, and I know I've talked about it with, um, you know, some of the guys on like uh, custom scene and even I believe LMC uh, over at LCD, yep. we're in a unique situation. We've, I, when was the last time you remember this many shows going on? Dude, Mike and I talk about it. Vic and I talk about it. Sometimes Vic and I are like, damn, there's like, dare I say, you know, too many shows, but there's not, it's just, there's so much choice, right? So you have to it's a good uh, problem to have. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And, and it is because so many, there, 
a lot of people will say, oh man, there's just, I can't believe how many shows there are. There's almost too many shows because you can't find a free weekend when you're trying to find another show. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's something to enjoy right now. And, and I don't know how long it's going to last. I think a lot of people this year felt the pain at the pump right at scraping the coast east tennessee showdown and i and i've said this and it's absolutely no knock on anybody but after those two shows that weekend a lot of people did traveling and even a couple weeks before that like when you had battle in bama and stuff people started doing that traveling and they started realizing how much they're spending to get to the destination they're trying to go to so I'm worried about the after effects of that for the rest of the season. I'm worried about some of the shows later in the season that some people may decide they're not going to go because they just can't afford it. So instead of going to four more shows, they're only going to go to two. You know what I mean? That kind of a deal. Regardless, we're still in a great position. I mean, when was the last time you could remember that you could really, every month, you could pick bare minimum of one, if not three shows you could go to? Yeah. I mean... That's that's a rarity, and, and so we need to enjoy it while we can. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more, and that's the cool thing about having access to social media now because you can see. I know Angie Ellis is tracking a bunch of shows, and we got the OLP calendar, and it, you know it's easy. It's like at your fingertips to be able to go, hey, you know when's the next show? And um, there's just a lot of good people out there, and then there's people that are still at home hustling to build their stuff to roll it out next year. So I lo- I love seeing it, but um yeah it was cool that you got a chance to share um you know you guys scraping the coast is such a big show that you guys have like multiple DJs there right and I know right. um you know DJ Gitlow's over there in Tosta and they're doing their kind of thing and then you got uh, your set that you do and you're out there sweating your ass off giving everyone some entertainment and uh, we appreciate what you do at all the shows man I, I really thoroughly enjoyed. Everything you did, even at Mini Nats, dude. Like I thought it was just like such a good thing. Wherever I was at, I could, I could hear what was going on, and uh, it was just really cool. And I know you had an opportunity to give away one of the Mini Trucking Magazine um, issue number ones. I remember you announced that there, and I, mm-hmm. my ears perked mm-hmm. up. And you and I both know we're like, damn, issue one, and someone sent that in. And you know, I know we're jumping around on topics, but like at Mini Nats, all that money that was raised for, to help folks, man, it's just it's truly amazing. When Sean Rose. Um, uh, Rose Metal Works and David Magadi and so many others are doing to help, you know, spur positivity in, in the scene of ours. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, Scraping the Coast is one of the rare shows that you actually get. It's so big and so spread out that you can have two DJs there. So Freddie was, you know, get, DJ Gitlow was hanging in an American Force booth and, and put it down there all weekend and did a great job, as he always does. And then, you know, you had Tosta kind of bouncing back and forth between the main stage where I was and over there helping uh, DJ Gitlow as well, slinging the, the merch and making sure everybody knew where the shirts were for the event and everything else. So, um, you know, that's that's one of the only times I actually kind of, in a way, get to work with another DJ at a show, uh, which is always kind of fun to do. Uh, but, you know, Mini Nats... Mini Nats this year, I don't think. I mean, 2020 was pretty kick-ass with the with the fall leaves and the uh, you know little cooler temperatures and everything else. But this year at Mini Nats, I think you got to agree was probably one of the prime years. I mean, the weather was perfect, 75 degrees during the day, 50 at night. Um, you know, playing the national anthem and hearing it echo through the mountains every single day, uh, all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, is always good. Um, you know, Jason and I have already talked for next year and we're going to be bringing a little bit more sound wise, uh, to help make sure we cover more of the field and, um, depending on how they set up vendors again, to make sure you guys are taken care of as well. 
Um, but you know, I, I said it again. I mean, from the beginning of the year, even knowing it was cold at eastbound get down and a little drizzly, and we went to Daytona from St. Louis where it was 20 degrees and we went to Daytona to be 50. Um, it was still, and we went to LST where it was 40 and raining and it was still better than sitting at home on the couch. Cause at least I was amongst, you know, all the homies and be able to meet new people and do everything. So, um, there's been a bunch of kick-ass shows ready this year and there's a whole bunch more to go. So to think that we're only halfway through and to think about what's still to come, if you guys haven't made your plans for the rest of the year, you need to do that and, and get things locked down. Cause I know hotels sell out fast and I know the, you know, the amount of people getting out this year, maybe very weekend to weekend, but for the most part, I mean, people seem like they're coming out in numbers. Yeah, well said. And, you know, I'm already getting anxiety thinking about doing the year-end wrap-up because we're already six months in. And what I would encourage people to do is the rest of the year, you know, plan and plot. You know, I write about this a lot in my column and street trucks. I'm fortunate to do every month where it's like, hey, if you start planning now, whether it's a show or getting your ride done, you know, it can happen. You know, it can happen in six months or whatever your, your plan is. I know I've been planning stuff for a while, and I'm hoping things start to come together. But, um, dude... Uh, maze man it's always cool to link up I appreciate you taking the time uh, anything else that we maybe didn't cover I know we talked about scraping relaxing in the park which is going to be next May of course DJ Maze Radio on Twitch uh, man I'm I'm certain we talked about a lot of fun stuff but anything I did miss or we missed no not necessarily um, I know if you guys are listening to this on Friday um, that uh, this upcoming weekend obviously is Southern Tradition in Canton Georgia um, I'll be DJing there all weekend with with Waka and the whole crew. Um, Airlift Performance is, is presenting that as a title sponsor, so it's great to have those guys there too. Then at the same time, there's also Southeastern Truck Nationals that's taking place this same weekend too. So again, two great shows this weekend. If you guys haven't made plans and you want to get out, you can you, you can certainly get out. There's a couple different shows. Those are just the two that I know of. I'm sure there's probably even more than that, the way things are going right now. So um, get out and enjoy these shows. And, uh, you know, if you can jump on Switch with us and, and hang out, come on over and hang out. And we'll be doing a big giveaway, I think, July 23rd. There's a little drop for you that you guys probably didn't know about. So on July 23rd, on that Saturday, on um, – twitch.tv forward slash DJ Maze Radio. We will be doing giveaways for free registrations and merchandise from some of the other companies such as Laid Out Clothing, Asphalt Army, Hammered Weekend Wear, so on. So maybe mark that on your calendars and jump on Twitch that night at 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 in the East. Maybe you can win some uh, some free registrations. That might save you 40, 50, 60 bucks. Dude, I love it, man. Say what up to Dom and Amanda. We'll link up with Amanda soon to get her on, to get her perspective of going to shows and uh, getting back in the swing of things. But uh, thanks for the support. I tell everyone, again, Scraping the Coast, get ready for 2023, 21st anniversary, and then also the next Bayou Showdown um, event, which is the weekend before um, Thanksgiving. DJ Mays, thank you so much, homie. Have a safe weekend. We'll link up with you hopefully in the next few weeks, dog. Absolutely. Always good catching up, guys. We out to you.